Hi Oceanside, it's just an incredible privilege to have Felicity Pooley speak to us today. Might be a little bit of surprise for some of you, but it's definitely not a surprise to me. Felicity and, and Mark have been amazing friends of ours uh, over many, many years. We actually met them in Toronto at an NTMI church plant there in 1999. They were an eldership in the church in Toronto and served there until 2009 and then came across to Nanaimo to be in our church and they've been there ever since with their family, an incredible family and served so wonderfully well. Mark and Felicity lead a home group uh, in our church and Felicity uh, leads a prophetic prayer group every week and one of the amazing things about the prayer team is when Deborah and I travel and we travel apostolically, it's such a comfort to know because they pray for us all the time. In fact, they pray for us all the time anyway, and we're so grateful for that. So please open your hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to you through this message. Amen. Thank you. Hello, Oceanside. Um, what a joy, what an honor, what a privilege to be here bringing a message to you that I feel is from the heart of our Father. And so I trust he will give me his words to speak and to bring to you. And I wanted to start with reading a scripture from John 16, um, because we have had so many wonderful teachings over the last while from the elders on the Holy Spirit. And I felt like this might link um, my message, which I've titled Expectation of God's Glory. So in John 16... From verse 13, um, Jesus, it's before he's um, being crucified and before he's resurrected and he's talking um, to the disciples and he says, um, I have much more to say to you, more than you, you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And my prayer is that as we receive from the Holy Spirit, that he will make known to you through me what is on his heart. It is his truth that we all look for and really cry out for in these days. And... Um, I had a wonderful encounter with God about a month ago with all the, the turmoil in the world and the evil that seems to be so prevalent. I had had a lot of news and of those kind of reports being fed to me. And so in the early hours of one morning, I was, um, was pondering a lot of what I'd been told. And I felt like I was getting overwhelmed and fearful. And so I cried out to our father, because that's the place we should go. And straight away, he said to me, Felicity, my glory, my glory. And I was like, wow, God. And as he said that, I just got this peace that transcends our understanding. And I, the first thing I thought, well, God, your glory is your presence. And for that, I can feel it now. And I'm so very thankful. And um, so I did share it in church. Some of you may have heard me sharing it. And um, I, I, from there, spent a lot of time, have spent a lot of time seeking our Lord on what it is, what it is on, on his heart for us about his glory. 
And uh, just after I had received that, uh, I almost felt it was like a question to him. He was to me. He was questioning me. My glory, my glory. Don't you remember my glory? <laughs> and um, I read a few hours later, Psalm 62, verse 7 from the Passion Translation, and it says, God's glory is all around me. His wraparound presence is all I need. For the Lord is my savior, my hero, and my life-giving strength. And um, I also then... Like that, that's from the Old Testament. And so I was like, wow, God, your, your wraparound presence, your glory surrounds us. That's such a safe, awesome place to be. And then I also read in Psalm 8, um, verse 4 and 5, where it says, um, David actually says to the Lord, what is mankind that you are so mindful of them, human beings that you care for them, and you've made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor? And that crowned um, is a tar in Hebrew, and that means to encircle. So for me, it was such a confirmation of the two Psalms that God's glory encircles us. And um, so, so what is God's glory, you probably ask? What is God's glory? I don't know that any of us know exactly what God's glory is because God is so enormous, so magnificent, so majestic. It's very hard to explain or describe who he is. But, but what I've understood is his glory is his presence, his power, his goodness, his um, intrinsically glorious presence and the full weight of him. In the Hebrew, um, quite a few of the times, glory is the word kabod, and that means weight, the, the wonderful weight of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. So, and I feel, and this is what I've, I feel he's saying, is we, we are designed for his glory. His believers are designed for his glory. It's what he has intended for our lives. And um, it is our nature to partner with God. That's what he desires of us. That's what he's, he's entrusted to us, is to partner with him in the new covenant times because his spirit dwells within us. And I feel like we all know that now, that um, his presence is within us, and we are never without his presence. And he desires for us to bring breakthrough as well in this world, in this troubled world. He's coming back for his glorious church, for his radiant bride. And um, so God's glory is multidimensional. As I said, it's very hard to explain. There's, there's so many levels of it. Um, that morning when I cried out to God, I felt his peaceful presence um, come over me. So that's kind of the one probably part of the spectrum of his glory. And then there's where Mount Sinai was smoking because God had come down in fire and um, his power was just too much for mankind. And I, and I feel like so much of who he is would be overwhelming for us. When we watched the beautiful um, movie last week and the talk by Louis Giglio, you see how incredible God's uh, uh, creation is and what he's created in the universe. Uh, his glory is so much bigger than what we can understand. But I do feel like he wants us to know that his glory Jesus in us, his glory will be manifested through us. And the scripture that so confirms that for me is from one, Colossians 1, 26 and 27. The title is um, The Divine Mystery or a Glorious Hope. 
a glorious expectation. And it says, the mystery that is, Paul was saying, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. That's all of us believers, reborn Christians. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. What a privilege we all have. What an honor that Jesus, through his spirit, dwells in us. And um, we can have expectation of that glory around us and through us. It's his glory, but he uses us as his vessels, his church. And um, in John 17, 22, Jesus was praying to the Father before he was crucified. And he said, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Sorry, this was to believers, actually, to all us believers. That they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. God's glory unifies us. God, God in his spirit, God the Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit are united. And he would love to see that, that in all of us as a church, united in his glory. Um, I then, God was reminding me, he's so patient, he's so gracious. <laughs> He was reminding me of a time this year between sort of May and July where he was giving me visions of, um, I'm not going to go into detail of describing it, but a place, and I would like to say I saw it as his kingdom where we all dwell now, seated with him in heavenly places. But it looked like a little beautiful Swiss hamlet. On one side there was a big rugged mountain and there looked like darkness on that side and on the other side there was a flat mountain and I could see light radiating from there. There was the sea in front of us really dark and um, rough and just and he and he said Felicity come with me come up and took me up and I felt him saying you need to stay in this place seated with me in heavenly places in the spirit stay seated there and then don't go near the sea keep your eye where the glory is and I would ask him every few days, Lord, what are you saying now? What are you saying now? And I remember so clearly now that he reminded me that one day I saw that where the light had been radiating into this area, I saw that mountain had gone. And I was like, wow, God, that's your glory shining upon this place that you've taken me to. And um, I was so, so impacted by that because it does say in, this, in Scripture that the whole earth will be filled with God's glory. In Isaiah 6, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, Isaiah saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne. Remember, he's a prophet. He's seeing prophetically. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, each with six wings. So with two wings, they covered their faces. With two wings, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. They saw that. Isaiah saw them singing that. And so we can have expectation of his glory, that the whole earth will be filled with his glory. And also um, in Habakkuk, um, verse 2, no, chapter 2, verse 14, which is actually the scripture God gave me. I, when I went back and looked on the, the things that I've written down about this vision, 
Um, it was that scripture that God gave me when I saw his glory um, shining onto the space that um, he was showing me. It says, for the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And that, that knowledge is yada, such a cool word, yada, and, um, in the Hebrew. And it means observation and recognition. I pray, Holy Spirit, would open our spiritual eyes that we would see, that we would recognize the glory of the Lord, that we wouldn't just observe it, but that we would see it, not see it with our spiritual eyes. Um, it is the Holy Spirit that will lead us to that place of recognizing the, the Lord's glory. And we need him to show us that, that um, his glory that will fill this earth. So I wanted to share um, more about the glory of God. And I have to tell you that as I've read scriptures, as Holy Spirit's led me to scriptures, I am exclaiming aloud saying, wow, wow, God, the revelation that you're bringing is so exciting and so awesome. And I pray that for everybody. And it is him that will bring revelation. We just need to ask, Holy Spirit, can you please show me? Can you please enlighten these words? Can you open the eyes of my heart that I would see what it is you're saying in the spirit? So I'd love to read you the whole chapter, but time would not allow that. So um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 7, the heading of the chapter is the greater glory of the new covenant. And in the Passion Translation, it says the glorious ministry of the Spirit. I'm going to read from the NIV, and I'm only going to read from verse 16. As I said, I'd love to read the whole thing, but um, do read it. I encourage you to read it. Um, it says, uh, even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. So this whole chapter, well, the second half of the chapter is where um, Paul is talking about the glory that Moses ex experienced in Exodus 33, where he said, show me your glory, Lord. And God showed him his glory for a passing moment. And so in the Old Testament, the glory was not something that was always with them. It was a fleeting. It was a, something that was passing by. In the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have Jesus dwelling in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so um, what they say here is, um, but when it, whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces that's us, New Covenant, reborn Christians, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that amazing that Christ in us is changing us through his glory in us because we have that, that a delightful inheritance we have inherited the fullness of Christ. It says in Colossians 1, 9, and then Colossians 2, it talks about the fullness of Christ, where um, God saw and he was, he was happy with the deity, the fullness of Christ in Jesus, and that we too have that fullness, it says. Um, and then the other scripture I wanted to read was from Romans 8. Also, not the whole chapter as much as I'd love to. <laughs> and um, the 
the heading, I'm just reading them because I think they're so apt. Pre present suffering and future glory, uh, or otherwise from the Passion Translation, a glorious destiny. We have a glorious destiny. So I'm going to read from Romans 8, verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. That's so awesome. We're part of his family, his kingdom, citizens of heaven. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And it goes on to say, the whole of creation groans, waiting for the sons and daughters to be um, recognized that we have understood that the hope of glory is Christ in us. And the whole earth is waiting, or creation is groaning, waiting for that time where they too will be set free. So read the rest of Romans 8. It's such an exciting chapter. Um, how do we, what do we do? What do we do as believers? Um, I want to say go straight to the King. Go straight to our Lord at all times. He is, uh, he is the spirit of truth. He is our everything. And if ever there was a time that it's really wise and really awesome to depend fully on him, it's a time such as this. Because it's only him that is going to bring us the truth, the absolute truth. So my encouragement is spend time with our Lord. Dwell with him. How do you do that? You talk to him. It says um, in, at the end of Corinthians, um, Paul says, um, may you have the grace, the love of God, grace of Jesus, and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is the person, and um, we need to spend time engaging and talking to him. Um, it, it also says in Psalm 100, we enter the Lord's gates. We enter the gates with thanks. No, we enter the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. So, and it's not about how we do a performance, but in that place of being thankfulness to God, of praising God and worshiping God, I feel like we'll go deeper, deeper into his glory, deeper into knowing him, and deep calls out to deep, right? So so that's my um, encouragement. The, one of the greatest commands is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Interesting that God says first your heart. This is not a mind thing. We cannot try and work this out in our logic. I have tried in the past. I've tried to fathom in my own understanding things of the Spirit. Don't go there. Just go to God, and He will give you the revelation. As you read His Word, as He brings words to you, He will give revelation. You know, we, we, it's so important that we have a good IQ, a good EQ, intelligent quotient, and um, emotional quotient, but more than anything as believers, we should have the greatest quotient we should have as a spiritual, spiritual quotient. So um, I encourage us to, to, to live our lives in the spirit 
And um, it doesn't mean we'll be no earthly good. No, we'll be an incredible, a lot of good to the, to the earth because the Holy Spirit will flow through us like a river if our relationship with him is good and if he can trust us and if we commune with him. Um, and it's not a works thing. It is a surrender. We surrender to him and his ways. Um, yeah, and I wanted to finally end with, um, yeah, I... I uh, words seem to fail me as to there's nothing, nothing that I can say that you need to do in your own strength to get to this, to get to a place, a closer place in God. We're all on our journeys, right? And um, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit. That is what. That is as simple as it is. And and, and walk, walk the walk, and um, it will, it will happen. And I just want to finish with this, is salvation is not just what we are saved from, which Jesus, I'm so thankful, saved us from sin and death, and we received his delightful inheritance. Salvation is also what we are saved to. We are saved to God and to his glory. Let me pray for you as we end this um, time. Lord, we praise you and thank you and worship you and lift your name up high. Father God, Lord God, Lord Jesus and Lord Holy Spirit, thank you that you dwell in us. Thank you that you lead us, that you love us, that you are faithful, that you are true. And thank you for the revelation that you in us, Lord Jesus, is the hope of glory in this world. And so I pray that you would bring that into all our understanding. Um, through your spirit, that we would be equipped to, to shine your light, Lord Jesus, in this world, to radiate your glory as you, you, you say you're coming back for your radiant bride, your glorious church. So, Lord, we want to honor you. We want to glorify you. We want to praise you in all things. So we seek your face and we ask you to uh, show us more of you. Show us your glory and teach us how to go deeper and deeper in our relationship with you in these times. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.